After serving in the Marines, David Helling felt compelled by the scriptures, and he had a desire to make films. After using his GI Bill to put himself through film school, David began working on his passion project. The film went on to be the first film that got a theatrical release solely from crowdfunding. But is it good? That was his only son, and this is Godfellas! I'm Mr. Zach. I miss Anna who didn't say anything in the outline. <laughs> Was hoping Zach would improvise. You know? <laughs> and I'm Mr. Jimmy, and I'm I'm loving that. I think we should go with that. <laughs> and tonight we are talking about a movie that is in theaters right now. And surprisingly, it might actually be in a theater near you. And, you know, we were done for you know the season we're like okay cool we did a few episodes now let's take a two-month break we'll come back in in the summer and then a very dear friend of mine named scott swires texted me about his only son and i was like oh guys turn the mics on because i guess we're doing one more and so ladies and gentlemen tonight we are so blessed to have the amazing the incredible Scott and Tabitha Swires. <laughs> Scott, this is your fault. <laughs> just I like when I think I'm out, I must have, me back in. I must have sensed, right? I must have just sensed that you were all done. No, you're not all done. I'm I'm shop. When you're Scott all done, Scott Swires will season. say when you're done. Godfellas. <laughs> the Godfellas we- will return. Because we had a moment where Next like week. let's we're like let's take let's take some time and then with this I was like oh I guess and, but then after you like suggested it I this was everywhere like I saw like more theaters are opening with the movie yeah. like theaters are I mean, selling it's out playing in well not round but it's playing close to round so it's <laughs> yeah. got to be everywhere yeah well then mm-hmm. I texted Jimmy and I was like hey man like we're we're doing this if you're interested and he was like yeah, yeah there's a, there's a screening in Ohio and I was like what yeah so, I was shocked yeah. I've never heard of this movie yeah. and I'll share a little bit more about that yeah. I'm keeping it as 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 ammunition based on the format of this episode, which Zach will reveal later. Yep. And like <laughs> the theater on a Sunday afternoon in New Jersey was surprisingly full mm-hmm. of very chatty nuns who they, <laughs> they talked oh, a lot. And that is such you, a good podcast name. If you're you not like you were in your listening sense, were they just like, <laughs> I felt like I was inside like, an asylum because talking in the theater is my big no-no so i'm sitting there like but they're women of god zach yeah don't yell at the nuns don't yell at the nuns but then the trailers before the movie weren't all christian films so like that robert de niro movie about like family comes first trailer comes out yeah and everyone's like that looks great we gotta see that one and i was like 
Ladies, please. I love how these Wait, nuns sound. Hey, nuns, we gotta see nuns this. Nuns want to have fun they were too. All smokers, yeah. chain smokers. Yeah. like a little mystery science theater going on with the nuns. <laughs> nuns want to have. Sounded like nuns just want to have fun. That's a nuns that's a good name for a fun. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. but yeah. So this movie, I I thought it was one of those sight and sound fathom events, but then when I found out it was a real movie and I could use a list. <laughs> Uh, and I didn't have to pay anything extra. I was like, cool, I'm in. And Hannah said, I think I would rather DoorDash than see this movie. Cause you know, not, I don't want to say anything bad for Hannah, but biblical epics really aren't your thing. Right, Hannah? No. Like we they're, put on, they're not. we put on the <laughs> 10 commandments to go to sleep every night. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh. she's out before the credits are, you know. well, and I'm saying this out of love. I mean this in no disrespect whatsoever. But, you know, sometimes Zach will say, I booked tickets for us for this movie. <laughs> and and this time I said, I don't think I want to go to that one. I, I, I don't think I want to go. Oh. I'm going to say no. Um, I don't know. I hadn't heard of it. And so then, you don't want to see the biblical movie is what you're saying. Now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it depends. On if I think the movie looks good, and this is also no shade to the director. Like, uh, good, good on you for creating a film. It's something I could never do. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, that takes a lot of a lot of work and talent. And I'm not disrespecting your your art whatsoever. I just I don't know. It's it's not my vibe. The trailer didn't do it for you, though. No, you I watched the trailer and I thought, and this is actually one of the questions: um, How are they going to make this story work sure. for ninety minutes yeah. and not like yeah. twenty? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. how is this going to work in a ninety-minute film? Because it doesn't seem yeah. like that long of a story. Um, so, yeah, it, it it really does boil down to: I saw the trailer, I wasn't excited about it, and I decided to have courage. Thank you, Lord. To speak up and say, I don't think I want to watch this one. <laughs> well, well, I will say though, like I wasn't that interested in the movie either, based on the trailer. But say goodnight, Kevin, who like I get a lot of the ideas for what movies we should do on this podcast. He like just did a three minute video of go see the movie. I hate every oh, Christian wow. movie. This one's really good, and so I was like, okay, if he says it's good, I'm in. So. <laughs> then I bought I bought a ticket for um, Saturday, and then Hannah was like, "Why don't we go tomorrow?" <laughs> so then we went Sunday, the and Hannah was like, "Why don't I approach. not go? Why don't, yeah. Why don't you go, <laughs> go tomorrow?" Yeah. Yes. So the the whole like cowardly approach. Tomorrow. <laughs> so, but basically, because this movie Hannah hasn't seen it, what we're gonna do is we are going to have a debate style. And we are going to try to convince Hannah whether she should or shouldn't see the movie. So Hannah, at the end, Hannah's written some questions for us to dive into. And I want to say up front, this isn't like a spoilery movie. Like if you know your Bible, like I guess if you, if you're planning on seeing the movie, (laughs) I guess if you're planning on seeing the movie and you don't want to know anything about it, maybe skip this one and come back later. No, read your Bible and pray every day. But uh, you'll grow, grow, grow. Amen. But if you don't want to know anything about the movie, maybe skip this one. But it is essentially the story Uh of Abraham and Isaac. So there's nothing to really spoil. But I feel bad for you if this podcast spoils the movie for you. Seriously, read your Bible. Yeah. (laughs) 
Guys, did you know that he doesn't? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> this is Holy Week, so it doesn't. You can you can read your Bible instead. That's of listening. Hey, yeah. hey, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> read your Bible, then when you're driving to work, listen. Listen. There we go. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> to say something Bible. kind of controversial. Okay. I've never really admitted this. I kind of like spoilers. I'm what? not gonna lie. I kind of like them. Now, there's some exceptions. <laughs> there's some I don't, but. Sometimes I'm not upset if I find out the ending because then I just kind of want to see how they do it, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and I, I, I feel like I can't say that because I respect people who don't want spoilers. I will never spoil anything for you, but I'm going to say in this discussion, I won't be upset if you spoil. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, just so the listeners know, Scott and I are on team no go. No, no go. And Tabitha and Jimmy are, are on team yeah. Yes, yeah. and our name will be the Very Chatty Nuns, and you will be the, <laughs> what was the other name of the other podcast? The Nuns. Oh, fun Nuns with Just Want to Have Fun. Nuns yeah, Just Want to Have Fun. Yeah, your, your Nuns Just Want to Have Fun. We're the Very Chatty Nuns. <laughs> Shouldn't we switch it where you're the, the yeah. Nuns Who Want to Have Fun sure. and we're very yeah, 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 chatty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but Jimmy, you said you had a story about seeing this movie. Yes, if that's okay, yes. I think this is my opening argument. Uh, Tabitha, is it okay if I, if I start with this? I'll allow it. Okay, awesome. Thank you. And we're a team. I just, we are a unit and we are going to win this. And yeah, we're a unified front. So, uh, so Hannah, yeah. I'm very much like you. The biblical epics aren't my, aren't my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach texted me on Sunday night and I felt like Abraham for the past three days. I was dreading this movie, uh, walking up, the, <laughs> walking up the mountain. I woke up this morning and my face looked like Abraham's in that opening shot where he just like opens his eyes and he had just been told that he has to kill his son. Tears. I felt awful. Like the the saddest soundtrack was playing all day. I dragged my feet into this movie theaters right before I left. I kissed Maggie on the head. I gave Marcy a kiss and she said, hey, go into this movie with an open mind. And I said, you know what? I will. I hate it when people and say I that. did. And I sat down. And the trailers played, and then the movie started, and it said, 4,000 years ago, Abraham did like some really good stuff. And I went, Abraham? <laughs> and then it had the, the quotes uh, that Jesus says about Abraham come up after that one. Abraham? And then they fade. It's just a blue sky and a picture of a tent on a hill, and it says 4,000 years ago. And then it zooms in on Abraham. And I audibly whooped. I've never whooped in a movie in my life, Hannah. And I whooped because this wasn't a passion movie. I had no idea about this movie. I thought it was another Jesus movie. Oh, so you didn't watch a trailer or anything? No, I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't watch anything. I thought this was going to be a Jesus movie. And I wanted to throw myself off of every bridge and through every window I've seen since we've texted. And I was so excited that it wasn't. So, Hannah, you should see this movie just because it's not another passion movie. That is our opening That's statement. a compelling point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, if it was like, I've, I already have the chosen. I don't need this. So I was so bummed for the past three days. And it's Cha-ching. not Samson, I guess, right? And it's not Samson. <laughs> Listen. Uh, <laughs> is Samson right. now a trigger word for you? Samson, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm committing to the bit. Yeah, I hate Samson's movie. It's the worst movie. Uh, S- Scott, do you want to do our opening? No, I'll let you do it. Okay. I'm nervous. So, I'm nervous. So you, I'll just start ranting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. That, that's very good. Okay. So, you know, when I go into a Christian movie, admittedly, my expectations are pretty low, but I've always heard that 
you should go in judging for the movie for what it is and that you should hope that it's going to be the best version of whatever. So I walk into this expecting for it to be the best Christian movie that it can be. And then the movie opened with the director who I don't want to say anything bad about him. He David Helling seems like a very sweet guy. And listen, like my hat is off to him because he worked his butt off to get this thing done. Like he did the costume design. He did all the writing, the editing, the visual effects. Like he did everything for this movie. So like respect there, like for getting it done. You can see it in the credits. It's like his name. His name name is, his his name is everywhere. Yeah. So I was, so I went in and when it opened with him, telling his story i was like okay like cool and then he was like i used my gi to go to film school and i was like okay like i feel better now (laughs) but then he goes on to say this most hollywood movies cost 50 million dollars i was like most and then he was like and this movie only cost a quarter of that (laughs) and i went "Uh oh (laughs) yeah because whenever the director comes out and kind of says like hey this isn't gonna be that great even though he's like, I spent five years working on this. I poured my blood, sweat, and tears into this. Once he was like, it's not going to look great. I was like, uh-oh. And unfortunately, <laughs> the lack of budget is really obvious in this movie. But also, it's one, it swings and takes some really risky approaches. But at the end, it doesn't really deliver on any of that. So there were so many moments where I thought, oh, what a cool choice. What an interesting decision. But it never fully like comes to terms with a lot of the ideas that it brings up. Mm-hmm. And I think that like I think David Helling's next movie will be better with a better team behind him. So I think as a debut, it's impressive. But as a faith film, I think it brings up a lot of things and doesn't bring them all the way through. So I think it's going to be a pretty disappointing experience for people who uh, want to see a cool take on the Abraham story. Mm-hmm. I've seen I, better I, CG in CapCut. Yeah. In CapCut? Yeah. I'm writing that down. I've created <laughs> quite a... Poor, <laughs> poor guy. Um, I have actually created a, um, a pros and cons list. Oh my so goodness. If you see me writing, I'm writing my pros and cons. Okay. So Hannah, what is your first question about okay. the film? This season on Godfellas. On this season, or previously on Godfellas. We have talked about Samson. We've talked about <clears throat> Exodus, Gods and Kings. The Chosen. The Chosen. What else? I feel like there's another one. Bible Man. Okay, no. And two out of those three really let me down. Samson and the... No, I'm kidding. Exodus, Gods and Kings. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've, I think I realized that if I'm watching a biblical film, I want accuracy with a little bit of um like um what's it called like i you can take like you can have what is it liberty something liberty like you have the artistic so, license yeah that yeah 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 yes yes so that's what i like about the chosen where the other two take artistic license with actual parts of the story where the chosen makes it up um so i think that's what i want in a film is if I'm watching a biblical story, I would love for it to be biblically accurate with a little bit of, you know, artistic flair hmm. here and there. So my first question is, how accurate or did you find this film to be accurate to the story in the Bible? That's more of a debate question than how accurate. Hmm. Um, I'll let you decide which team wants to go first. 
Mine is going to be pretty. I'm going to be so I, bad I just, at this, Jimmy. <laughs> well, see, I just have I have one thing that I'll that I'll kind of bring up that's like kind of I don't think lands in either camp, but with the accuracy and like the way they tell the story, this movie owes a lot to the chosen. It owes oh, yeah. a lot. Like this feels like. Oh, yeah. David Helling's audition to direct an episode of The Chosen. So I would say the yeah. accuracy is very similar where it's like every all the stuff in the Bible is there and there's also some like other things to flesh out the characters a little bit more. Mm. And the runtime. Oh, that's interesting. I don't I didn't think it was very accurate. That was okay. one of my big gripes. Yeah. So, in what wait, in what way though? I'm curious. So one of the things Sayla mentioned and she said I had to talk about well, on this episode, <laughs> shout was, out to Sayla. <laughs> she was she was disappointed in how they portrayed Sarah. Yeah, because I agree. they mm. showed her as being so unstable. But yeah. if you read Hebrews eleven, you actually see her as a person of extremely strong faith. Like she's mm. listed with all those people mm. on her own merits, and yeah. that's so. When they give a portrayal, I think there's enough said in the biblical accounts to have had a better concept of how Sarah would respond and how she did respond to these things. Because yeah. if anything, you saw her respond in more sarcasm. Yeah. And when God says you're going to have a son and she laughs, you know, yeah. and that, so there was none of that aspect of her character and her development. It was so far from what you see in the Bible. Like I thought that that was an issue. Hmm. And then there, how they, they described the Philistines in that era. It's like not what's going on. <laughs> Would they describe <laughs> the ish, the situation with Abimelech? Not really. How that like there was there was you know it it wasn't. I, I would say like I don't think they portrayed that. Well, I did. I did love the one scene where uh, Abraham's like walking through and those guys show up and they're like, "What are you doing here on King Abimelech?" And he's like, "I know that guy." And they're like, "Oh, you're Abraham? Oh, he loves you." I was like, "Huh? Yeah." Huh? <laughs> yeah, it was it was really it was just really interesting and that like the whole I don't know. So I think there were some issues, you know, with the and then the like getting into the biblical interpretation of things, I thought got started to get far off the mark. And then they never land really landed the idea of how this is a foreshadowing of Jesus. It was yeah. kind of like they were like, boom, at the end. They're like, and this is a foreshadowing of Jesus. Mm. Like they could have played that throughout the whole thing and really developed the richness of what was going on. And instead they kind of slapped that at the end. Mm. See, I don't think I picked up on the biblical inaccuracy with Sarah more so because I was like, this movie hates Sarah yeah. until it doesn't. Like, mm. that's the thing. At one point, the movie decides to stop hating Sarah. And at mm -hmm. that point, I was like, you've gone too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, so do you feel like it was biblically inaccurate in like for the entirety of the Bible or <laughs> only Abraham's story and Sarah's mm -hmm. like do you think the content was still true? Y yeah, I, I although I am with with Sayla a little bit because I was like the movie does make it seem like Abraham dragged Sarah, you know, along with him. And she was like this kind of nag the whole way, which is yeah. like, I get that you need some conflict in the story, but like 
Hagar and Ishmael are right there, so maybe just get to that. <laughs> well, even that that wasn't accurate. So they're like, yeah. "You banished Hagar. She didn't. He. She wasn't banished. She ran away. Yeah. And then she returns. Yeah. And Abraham has this rich relationship with Ishmael afterward. Ish, like he fights for Ishmael in so many ways. God bless him, make him great. Like he's. Per, there's lots of evidence where Abraham has pursued Ishmael in this relationship with Ishmael and Isaac and Ishmael even have a relationship after all this happens. So they kind of like that one character, the one slave, I was like, every time that guy talked, I'm like, yeah, nothing you're saying is in the Bible. Like none of this is accurate and all of his interpretations are so far off. Mm. And then Abraham, like, I was like, Oh, this is where they're going to use Abraham to correct him to kind of like, combat some of these more modern things that people say about the situation and he doesn't he's just like you're right i was such mm-hmm. a bad person i was so evil even i abraham am so wicked and evil and i'm like that's not really how the those accounts go down mm. well I'm, I'm gonna say one more thing and then i'm gonna let the other team talk because I'm, yep. I'm talking a lot but one of the issues I do have with the movie and the inaccuracy is that what I'm not going to sound like I'm jumping on the other side with, with Sarah, but that's okay. I'm going to, a lot of my stuff is going to be on your side too. Well, so in the movie, <laughs> Jimmy, I'm trying. I'm sitting here like, I'm just going to be quiet. It's until so I hard to well, try to well, well, wiggle so in my the movie, way into something. Well, it, well, in the movie after, um, you know, Sarah offers Hagar to Abraham, which like that's a challenging portion of scripture. Ugh. And I've read uh, like read Rachel Held Evans writing on it sometime because that's mm. really fascinating. Mm. But then they make it where like Hagar's like making eyes at Abraham after the event. And I'm like, um, I don't yeah. think so. Like, I'm sorry. I don't think so. Yeah. Whereas then the movie starts to like Sarah because she goes from like, this was my big test for you, Abraham. I told you, yes, please do this. I begged you, but you should have still said no. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. yeah, I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's funny. Cause like it, it seems like we're getting like just bent out of shape on this one thing, but that is like kind of the crux of the movie. They spend so much time on Sarah and she seems, she honestly seems like she has some kind of strong disorder by the time you get to the end of the movie. And I'm like, what? I mean, half the movie, she's got tears streaming down her eyes and it's not coming out of her nose. All right. Well, I was just about to say, I really relate to Sarah, but then he said that and I was like, now I'm admitting on a podcast that I have issues. That I have disorders. <laughs> that I have disorders. strong disorder. Strong sure. ones. Um, let's let's use this shame against them, Tabitha. <laughs> say what you were gonna say. I was super convicted by the Sarah character. I I wasn't necessarily like, yes, this is who Sarah was, but yeah. I was like this is who I am a lot of times when it comes to my faith and when it comes to the promises of God that I don't see coming through. I'm like, forget you. Why are we doing this? Why are we still here? Why are we following? Like, I'm just gonna be honest. Like I am absolutely like, why are we following this God many times in my life to my husband who is like (laughs) Abraham, like not a lot of words, just like, this is the word of the Lord. Like he came to me, he spoke to me and I'm like, 
you're not speaking to me. <laughs> I'm going to follow you. I did. I love that part where she has to like catch up to his word. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, make it, it's make it personal. Life. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was good. That was, I, I wanted them to develop that more. So I sure. think I could reconcile the fact that I didn't necessarily think that it was accurate according to this account because I was like, it is truth. It still mm-hmm. has the gospel message in it. It still has the reality and the core of of our faith. Like I, I didn't feel like it was an unbiblical, untruthful story. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. Because you can still see it in scripture. Yes. I yeah. could still see the thread and I was very much convicted. Yeah, and to to jump on that that train since we're on the uh, the yes train. So <laughs> Hannah, we you've you've gone on record as saying you are pro chosen, correct? I am pro chosen. Well, as someone who is pro chosen, what are your thoughts on Simon and Eden's relationship in the Chosen, Ooh. particularly in season three, the only season I'm familiar with? Uh, I I really like it. I think um I I love what they've I love what they've done this last season, mm-hmm. and I like their chemistry. I like I like what they've done with them in the show. Yeah, I mean and, I had a few issues, but generally I liked it. Like, and the fact that those conversations aren't in the Bible did that did that detract from you at all? No. Well, have I got a story for you that Tabitha just shared? Think of this relationship. It's <laughs> it's very chosen-y. It's chosen adjacent where there's some real believable drama between these two characters. And like Tabitha said, it's almost like a we can see ourselves in Sarah, even though if it's not the exact interpretation, we only have so many, we only have so much text. Who's not to say that some of the time, maybe she was a little bit, you know, maybe there were days where it's like, we're following God, I get this. And then other days it's like, oh my goodness, you said we were following God, what's happening and all this stuff. So their relationship is very Simon and Eden, if that's on your positive side. Oh. Zach, you're shaking your head. Because that was a, that was like a mic drop moment, and you yeah. know it. Yeah. We won. Yeah. But but to, <laughs> just, just to quickly get out of here on this, easy. Scott brought up other things in the movie that are uh, not no. No, biblically accurate. But, yeah. And after, yeah. yeah and, and we can, <laughs> I mean, we can go in after the fact. It's, it's not super. But there yeah. is, it's, it's more... It's closer to the text than Samson. <laughs> Good to know. So, I'd agree with that. There are things in there that actually happen in the he Bible. Just pulled out Samson there. <laughs> oh, this is say, like a great season finale. It's all been mm-hmm. leading to this. Cursed yep, movie. It's all been leading to this. Um, I watch Samson. Oh, no, we, should we do, keep it that should way. We do a, should we do it? Persuade Tabitha to, to watch a Samson one? <laughs> no, <laughs> she's heard the episode. Not, she's uh, heard uh, the I episode. would go, okay, because I would play pro Samson just for fun. Yeah, no, because it's Scott's favorite episode of Godfather. Uh, so we, we uh, can. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Oh, Maybe goodness. The level of vehemence <laughs> there was towards Samson. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, mean, I hope I, I never it, meet right. anybody who's been like, you know, I. I worked on Samson. You meet the main actor. Do, do you know oh, that one of, the, one of the screenwriters is named Zachary Michael Smith, which is my <gasps> name? And I was what? like, oh, no, I'm so afraid. Like, if this movie does well, people are going to be like, hey. hey. And I'm going to have to be like, no. I'm like, Zach, That's I know we've been friends for years, but. Samson? Really? <laughs> really? You took Where that job? Also, why did you never tell me? 
I was one of the four that you know that one line of dialogue you liked. I wrote that. <laughs> His only contribution. His only, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of writing, my next question is: How is the script? Uh, not just in terms of dialogue, but also the the storytelling, the flow from start to finish. How's oh the f- how flow. Is do we it? do Zach and I get to go first? Uh, whoever. Whoever's ready. Oh, wait, what was the question? I was too busy. How's the writing? It's supposed to be virtually. Well, yeah. that was one of my things. The writing was when, the best part. <laughs> when Nate gets up there and he was like, and because of COVID, I had another two years to work on this script. And I was like. That was immediate. All right. I was like. At, so by the time the end of the movie hit, I was like, it does not Did seem like it. really just say that? It didn't, like, why did you have to tell me that? <laughs> you could have left then, that out. It might if have been you better. had not told me about the budget and your extra time working on the script <laughs> and even saying you were taking all this extra time to polish it off, like, mm-hmm. I could have given you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. But then after all that, I was like, what happened? So when you said flow was like one of the questions. Yeah. The flow of the storytelling. Super slow until they get We're, to the okay. the high point is the actual sacrifice moment and then it's like done in the blink of an eye it's like super slow and then like over you're like oh wait what that the whole thing with the sacrifice just happened okay so so even though we're on the same team scott i don't agree for me i did think it was a little slow but like i didn't feel there was no moment where i was saying like oh my gosh like come on like the movie kind of like moved along and like some of the dialogue i'm like okay like they spent three days by hebron yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like there there are a bunch of lines of dialogue where i'm like okay like come on um but what got to me about the writing were there you know scott like you were saying there were moments where they're like, hey, here's kind of what some people think about Abraham today. And through that one character, I forget his name. What's his name? Ash or something like that. And they're like, Ash, yeah, Ash, this is our. I think it is Ash. Yeah. I, I kept Ash. thinking they were saying Asher, but I think they just said Ash. Yeah. So he, I, I thought, was like kind of a cool character. He's like, Ishmael was my friend. I don't really understand. Like, I don't really like Abraham because I think he did this and that and the other thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool because there's a lot of people who you know read that story or read about abraham and they're like i don't know about this guy Mm -hmm. so it seemed like they had the opportunity to kind of like get into some of those elements but Mm -hmm. then the movie just kind of doesn't yeah because it because abraham as a character is a little underwritten he just like beats everybody up and is awesome but is also like flawed so because he's underwritten it kind of makes it like you have a lot of cool ideas it's i don't know it's like i'm trying to think if you thought you were going to get the social network and then i don't know you just got like forrest gump instead you know so there were like moments like oh oh here we go here we go here oh so that's what i would say is that there were so many moments where i'm like yes and then it kind of dropped the ball for me a bit. So that's why I would say it wasn't like bad the whole way through. It just never fully delivered for me, which is a little more frustrating. Did Can you I feel ask- like anybody had an arc? Not really. No, no. Uh-uh. Because like even Isaac, it was like he always does the right thing. He's like the perfect son in a lot of ways. And I was like, I don't I would have liked to have. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen a little bit like. I don't know, like, maybe, I don't know, like, maybe he's a little spoiled in some way, or like, maybe, like, there's something, 
You know, because I've always thought it was like Isaac was there too. How would this impact his life afterwards? You know, yeah. like what would change about him? And this is like, well, he was already perfect. So, I mean, yeah, I kind of wish it was told through his lens. Yeah. Can I ask uh, team no uh, follow up question? And this is for Zach. Uh, Scott could answer, but I, I know Zach's seen this movie. Was the dialogue, um, which dialogue, and, and, and let's take out like actual plot. I'm just talking about the way the dialogue is written. Which is better, his only son or a good person? His only son. Really? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. No, a, a good person was like some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> and this was at least like, I believe there are some lines where I'm like, Ugh, but I mean, a good person also like victim blames like PTSD right, yeah. survivors at yeah. the end. We won't so, get into that you one. Know, <laughs> like it's kind of apples, apples and poison oranges. <laughs> yeah. All right. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, team. No. Um, is team yes ready? To discuss yes. scripts. Because <laughs> nuns just want to have fun. Nuns just want to have Amen. fun. Um, what? <laughs> I had so many thoughts when you were talking, and now I. How's the writing? Is the question. Writing, the writing, writing. So I was not expecting to be given so much of a look into Abraham's life story that was unexpected to me. And I thought that was a good call because it kind of, I never, and maybe this is stupid, but I never looked at this story of Abraham and Isaac through the lens of all of Abraham's faith journey. Mm -hmm. Personally, mm -hmm. I never was like, Oh, like, let's think back on all of the, like, Yes, I connected. It's his only son. Yes, obviously. Mm. Connected that part. That wasn't hard. But like all of the other ways that the Lord spoke to Abraham and called out Abraham, I think this really solidified and just like gave new layers for me personally yeah. to the story of, of Abraham. I mean, to our heritage, right? To the whole historical account of of who we are today basically i felt like mm -hmm. it it made it a very rich biblical portrait for me of the entire of the entire bible mm -hmm. that's feel a lot that's a very big statement but i really did i really did feel like it grabbed all of scripture which is like i mean one of our favorite things we always say mm -hmm. especially when scott preaches but we always say every sunday we preach the entire bible um mm -hmm. and that's how this felt i felt like they were giving me the entire Bible. And I, I feel like that is lacking often in biblical movies for sure, but it, it, even in biblical teaching. Sometimes to the movie's detriment though, I'll say, because I do agree. I, you know, I love the Bible is all one story, <laughs> but the scene where um, Abraham is sitting around the fire with the guys and he's holding the, um, the matzah, let's just say, and they're like, why do we do sacrifices? Oh. And he breaks it and he goes, maybe it's so that we remember. And I was like, okay. We, we do this and okay. he even said we do yeah, this. We do this in remembrance. I was like, yeah. okay. 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 Like, Zach, since you've, since you've given us so many free points, <laughs> I'll give you guys a point too. So Hannah, okay. this is in terms of a biblically accurate 
uh, script. Not so much. I will also give it to you if you choose to watch this movie. It's also very Christian-y. It's, yes. it's too influenced by the New Testament because mm. it's like, exactly that scene. I was like, come on now. And then uh, there's a scene where these bullies on horses are are picking on the the, the group. And Isaac's like, they're going to, they're, Oh, when the guy trigger, goes, I'll, yeah, I'll some... cut your, he's like, I'll cut your flesh and feed it to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. I was like, hi, Goliath. Yep. And then also just even Isaac's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. If they're going to kill this girl or whatever, mm-hmm. why shouldn't it be me? And so it's mm-hmm. very Christian-y. And also the way they talk about God is very New Testament-y. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, but is that a bad thing? Right, no. because think about if you don't make that connection, which is if uh, how what's the percentage of biblical illiterate like? Oh, it's so high. So how many is, people have a Bible in their home? Versus how how many people do read you it? teach people how to make yeah. those connections? I don't know, yeah. and maybe this yeah. is one way. Like, hey, are you thinking about Jesus when you read Abraham? You know, Abraham's story. Mm. Yeah, mm. sure. <laughs> but also to the other teams, I don't think I can. I was going to say, I don't think I can find any. <laughs> I don't think I just, but I'm being honest. I'm coming. I think you should watch this movie. But coming from an honest point, I don't think I can remember any quotes from. Do this, this in remembrance movie. of me. Yeah, but I've heard that before. <laughs> There's nothing in the dialogue where <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Sure. I mean, Sarah does have some stuff where she's like, and what about. That was I a test about me. I so can I tell can I talk about the scene that really sticks out to me the most? Yeah, go for it. That's that part I, of the writing. I still can't stop thinking about to this day is when it's one of the times where Abraham is like angry and frustrated and runs out of his tent and is like crying out to God and falls on his face. Oh, I just broke something. Falls oh, on his face yeah. and is like, "Why? Why are you doing this to me? Why why will you answer me? Will you come through? Where, you know, and he's he has his face to the ground and then he there's silence and he just gets up and walks away but then as he walks away you see god standing there in front of him so like he's silent he's not interfering he's not interacting but he's present and i was just Mm. like that was a hug for my soul i was like yes it was a good scene yes it was well written that one seat that's what he spent two <laughs> yeah. years on one scene yeah that's what he did that's in two years he- <laughs> it was work on he did. imagine if he had 50. <sighs> i'm i'm worried he might hear this podcast oh no and he i say all the beautiful time cinematography because i, thought, I yeah. i'm a huge like you know hitchcock i wasn't stuff. expecting it either yeah mm-hmm. so that was cool when yeah like Hitchcock were using one shot, like so many times he would set up and just do the camera and just roll through a scene and not change the angle. He would just change like where the camera was. So he would just back it up to pull things into frame or things like that. That was like an auteur moment for the director. Yeah. yeah so I'll absolutely. give that. And there just are a lot say, of auteur moments, which again, like I really respected. He that's where it's like when you said afterward, this was a great first. Let's see what happens if he gets another chance. Mm -hmm. I think there were were some pretty cool moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, you know, I thought no one was listening to this podcast. Then Dallas Jenkins said, what's up? So if you're listening, David, you know, hey, how you doing? We don't dislike you. you. You seem like a very nice person. That That scene was really good. Yeah, that was a good scene. Well, another important thing 
in a film is the acting. How is the acting? Listen, there are moments, there are some actors in this movie. Oh, wait, we went, who went first last time? You No, you go first. Team yes. Go ahead, Jimmy. Because I was going to give I you a like, free point. I feel like so. you've gone the first time every time, so why break with tradition? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a free point, okay? The guy who played Abraham, I thought was quite good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And that was it. <laughs> Agreed. He, I did a huge point for you guys. When they spent so much time close up on his face, mm-hmm. and he didn't even have the rest of his body to work with, mm-hmm. I was like, this guy is convincing me of all a huge range of thoughts and emotions. Yeah. No dialogue, no anything. Just yes. that close up. That gave me hope. But then you know mm. they mess with me. <laughs> but that moment. Okay, but yeah, how believable was Sarah? Even though you didn't even though you don't think that necessarily they wrote her. Sure, sure. She is better than informed. She rises above the you, like you start to dislike her, even well, even though I was convicted and like, this is, this is me. I was also, it's almost like, as if she's three dimensional. <laughs> um, I will person. say this. One of my biggest yes. pet peeves in anything where there are actors is how they cry. Yes. Like I can't cry. I so can't, I can't even blame them. I mean, I, just, I can cry, but not on yeah. you. Like mm. even just how they portray crying. I just watched some, I can't remember what it was what it was recently but it like ruined the entire thing for me watching one character cry poorly mm-hmm. i was like i'm out yeah. she is crying believably yeah so yeah. i thought that, that was yeah. interesting and you know they spent three-fourths of their time on sarah with her crying yeah. so it worked out <laughs> yeah. she cried a lot <laughs> yeah L- look the guy who plays isaac i'm sure is a very nice guy <laughs> he seemed like he was one and of maybe I'll just leave it there volunteers that they would pull in for you yeah. know catching faith or something yeah and again you know I know that their options were limited so it's like yeah like go hard into like your Abraham and your Sarah but like mm-hmm. everybody else like oh my goodness the guy who was like trying to sell women on the side of the road I was like is this guy like yeah. in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean sequels? Like, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, your main two are like really good, but then everyone else kind of like falls on like the, you know, I'm sure when you played the shepherd at your church's pageant, you left everyone in tears, but <laughs> didn't quite work here, you know? It's really weird that he looked familiar for some reason. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it was about him that I I'm like I think I've seen you in something before. Hmm. But how old is Isaac? I don't know. Well, that okay, okay. We so know? another thing when we that talked was about confusing me, I was like, why is he like? I didn't know when like to bring baby. this up. <laughs> I bring didn't it know up when, now. I didn't know when to bring this up. But when we talked about accuracy, I was like, this man is not ninety something. Abraham in this movie is not 90 something. This man right. looks like 50. I was yeah. thinking that too from the Do you, you know want to open up a biblical interpretation can of worms? We could. Yeah. We could without I, bringing up Well, I thought I thought the reverse 
I thought Sarah looked too old. Oh. Because mm. even at that age, kings are trying to steal her away because of how beautiful she is. Good point. So looking at that and just the fact that, I mean, Abraham is still like middle age in his terms because mm. he lived sure. to 120. All right. Then I rescind my complaint. So David. I was like, I was actually the other way. I was like, I feel like because they made her look much older, like her yeah. age jump was pretty big mm. uh, in terms of how they did her makeup for the older scenes. So I was like, I think I thought Sarah was supposed to look, I don't know, more attractive than she did. Wait, <laughs> can I also go back to the acting? Yeah. Yes. Because I just remembered that this might be the first time that one of our children has cried during a movie oh, because they were actually stirred. And it was our youngest. It was our kindergartner. Oh, And okay, noted, like, fair enough. He cried at the beginning because they were leaving their mom. But like, he's seen, he watches Disney movies. Parents die at the beginning of like every single Disney movie. And hard to watch. And he doesn't cry. He was legit like sitting in his seat, tears streaming like out of both eyes, with like the frown where you're like you're trying to stop yourself. So he's like, like trying to control his muscles. And I was like, are you okay, buddy? And he's like, it's just so sad. They had to leave their mom. And I was like, yeah, it's really sad, buddy. Don't worry. They see her again. And then he did it again when Isaac was preparing the altar. He was oh. like, I looked over. I, he was sitting in a different seat at that point because they had an interesting experience at the movie theater. <laughs> I mean, that was a hard movie for kids. Our kids were troopers to nice. to endure that. Um, it you know because it's a yeah anyway yeah it's a great movie so <laughs> they endured it with gusto. Mm. Um, but yeah, at when Isaac was preparing the altar, he like I looked down again and he was he was crying and I was like, is he okay? Like trying mm. to get Sayla's attention. She's like, are you okay, buddy? And he's like, this is just so sad. So I'm like, well, I, I mean, I feel like children are innocent and pure and take maybe a little bit more convincing, like sure. because they're so more, much more like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say because they're so much more pure they're not as easily they can kind of just like throw things off and like not mm. really be paying attention emotionally. He was picking up on something though. Mm. Those okay, anyway. Yeah. That was that. powerful. Y'all want these mic drop moments. Come on. <laughs> All right. Our last question's a bit of a challenging one. I want each of you, so both people from each teams, to describe how you felt after this movie in one word. How I felt? Yes, you personally. And you could take a moment to think. I know that's a tough question. We don't have to say the first word that came to my mind, right? <laughs> no. Right, right. <laughs> well, I've already said my word multiple times, so I'm just going to say it, convicted. Mm. Very good. Very good. And then I will go with the team, yes. Uh, the movie, how I felt when the movie started was relieved because it wasn't another passion movie. Uh, afterwards, I still felt relieved because it wasn't i was i was excited i'll say i felt intrigued 
That sounds like a team yes answer. Well, uh, well, also to get into it, I think this is going to depend on who are you as a moviegoer. Like, do you like to be left maybe feeling a little bit high and dry? Because the movie, like I said, it brought me there so many times. Where I was like, yes, 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 and then we stopped. You know what I mean? It's like the roller coaster. It went all the way up the hill. And then they were just like, all right, everybody, we have to stop the ride. Everybody off. All right, we, we have the ladder coming. So it's kind of like if you like, so again, intrigued because it's like, oh, I wanted to see where this could have gone if mm-hmm. given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're a filmmaker who doesn't like, you know, an abrupt ending, or if you're a film watcher who doesn't like an abrupt ending and you don't like, um, you know, when a movie doesn't fully deliver, I, I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I hated it so much because it did all of that. Mm. So I think that's going to kind of boil down to you as a film goer. Mm. Mm. I would say unsatisfied. <laughs> I just felt like... No, it was unsatisfied. <laughs> Is that a word? There was an undoing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they built it up so much as... Angel Studios' first feature film, and they there was so much of that weight being thrown behind showing it, and then it just did not seem like a finished product. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't seem finished. It just seemed like uh, it just had rough edges that didn't have to be there. And I like I get the budget, but at the same time, the budget can't be an excuse. Like it can't be an excuse for the writing. It can't be an excuse for the cinematography. You know, like see, you could say we're not going to have the greatest CG effects. And they took, they, they, it looked like they still tried to have elements to pretend to, to fill out those things. And they didn't such as like the city scenes where you see the CGI city on the hill and no people Uh like it's just the city except for, you know, the pirate. On the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. You know, like, so I just, I just kind of felt like the expectation built up was high enough and how much they push it. And like, we're watching The Chosen and they're pushing this movie hard on The Chosen app. Sure. So yeah. with, with how much they were doing and the build up and the possibility and kind of understanding this is such a, a rich story. And I'm all about um, just online influencing at this point. At this point in life, I'm noticing that people go online to find answers, but I think people are doing that in movies too. I think that those are the movies that really take off. They're trying to answer hard questions. And I'm like, man, this one could have really knocked it out of the park. Talk about trying to answer hard questions like the issue of evil. What does true discipleship look like? What is the faith that God requires? You know, all these like difficult things that people are asking and it just doesn't deliver. Hmm. All right. Is there still room for the final persuasion? Because yeah. I just had one little thing I wanted to yeah, talk about. Yeah, let's hear. Though, because... Let's hear final final persuasion. Oh, is that a each... yes, please, and no, thank you? Or I think Hannah's going to do the yes, please, okay, and no, gotcha. thank you solo <laughs> to, right. to see if she wants to see the movie or not. Yes. Yeah. Here's here's the thing that I'm going to say because now I don't want it to sound like now to kind of like put the gloves down, so to speak, for me mm-hmm. personally. I'm just going to talk from the heart. Um, if there's a book called uh, The Portable Film School by D.B. Giles or Giles, and he says in his book, um, when you're making your first film, your first film is going to be bad. 
He says, like, except right now that your first film is going to be bad. And he says, this is not the time to do your your passion project. Do something that you know you can do. Mm. And my hat is off to David Helling for, you know, trying to come out with his passion project as his first, like, feature full-length movie. But it is one where I'm like, man, if you would have done something, you know, I think about a movie like The Resurrection of Gavin Stone, where it's like the whole movie's shot in a church location and there you can kind of get away with like having the, it's kind of like, I think he should have made something else, you know, just to kind of like find his feet and to kind of like find his crew and then come back to this. Cause it's like, man, if he would have had like some mileage under his belt, then yeah, this movie could have been everything that we wanted it to be. Agreed. That, that being said though, as an ambitious, it's an impressive directorial debut. And again, my hat is off to him for not being like, you know, no one wants to make my movie. That he's a guy who had a story he wanted to tell mm. and he went out and told it. And I think with all that considered, he did a pretty good job. Mm. If this had just been released like on the internet, I'd probably be a little more lax towards it. Mm-hmm. But because now it's like this big movie in the theaters and unfortunately there's this big like, Every time a Christian movie comes out, they have to be so anti-Hollywood. Like, even in the post-credits where they're like, Hollywood didn't want to put this movie out. I'm kind of like, did you ask? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, did you go to them and be like, hey, we have, like, this movie. It's going to cost it. Like, it's it's a thing. Did you try? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they did and whatever, like, so be it. But there's kind of this thing, like, maybe, like, stop trying to make Hollywood the bad guy and understand that it's a money-making, you know, venture for them yeah and and that's kind of where i'm at like i wish it wasn't like you have to like this movie because of like all of the flaws it's like i think i want to see more from this filmmaker i want to see what he does next i'm excited about his future i like a lot of what the movie had to say i like that we saw a movie from a christian director who seems like he's seen the lighthouse and enjoyed it but at the same time like when you're when it ends with me, with the director saying, you know, go see this movie again, bring more of your friends, do this and do that. I'm like, well, like, yeah, come on, man. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What, did you, what did you think? Last statements. Um, I Final remark. If you are a, what's the word that I'm looking for? Christian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a Sarah. If you're a Sarah. To all the Sarah out there. <laughs> all, my, all my peeps. If you are a open-minded, kind of lighthearted, easygoing moviegoer, and you can go in and be like, hey, Lord, I just would like to meet with you and have you speak to me. Like, I, I kind of just want to hear from you. I, I think it will happen in this mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. I think there is very much room for um, the movement of the Holy Spirit and for you to encounter God and meet with God over some, like, I think there's something for every believer. If you can get past, um, yeah, if you can be a little bit, I, I still don't, like childlike, I guess, if you can kind of go into mm-hmm. it with like, not all the filmmaking, script writing, you know, expectations, but just like, hey, this is a story about my God and 
the word of God. And I just want to sit here and have you meet with me. Now, do I also believe that you could do that in any movie? Yes. So <laughs> I don't know how helpful that is, but uh, it it was it was helpful to me personally in that in that moment of time in this season of life. This was a helpful film for me to see. I needed uh, some of the wake up calls that it gave to me, so I'm grateful. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> She's so convincing. <laughs> Yeah. And my final word, Hannah, is it's it feels like a movie and it feels like it was directed by someone who loves movies. It didn't feel like the pastor of an affluent church got some people to put together a hit piece on atheists, such as other movies we've watched. Um, I often think about jumping out windows and uh, sometimes during a lot of times during the content <laughs> Wait, that we watch for the show and uh i didn't want to jump out of any mm. windows during mm-hmm. this movie uh i came close to thinking about it with some of the the liberties we could talk off camera about some of the there's the ragtag a group of horse people and um that that's not their fault they needed to pad it they needed 90 minutes it's like <laughs> what's the runtime so they needed something I wish they would have gone into other stories, but it feels it's it's a good movie. Um, I also think if you go in biblically sound and use it as a supplementary thing, I think it could be quite fun. And, you know, if your birthday is maybe on April 8th, you should see it as as well. So I'm just trying to get points date? for team. Yes. No, not on that. On that. Oh. Date. No, no, no. <laughs> say. Yeah. But, you know, say. I'll just I'll just try to get points for team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you're uh, almost 25 year old blonde lady married to a man named Zach, this movie you is for you. you. If you were born three minutes to midnight on April 8th in small town, Ohio. <laughs> this movie was made just for you. Happy That's where birthday. I thought Tabitha was going. Like, uh, I feel like I feel like if I hadn't been set up with so many expectations, mm. I would have seen this movie completely different. Mm. You should have went in thinking it was about Jesus. You would have been pleasantly surprised. (laughs) Well, see, that's it. (laughs) I I don't think this movie could have done any wrong because I was just buzzing after I saw Abraham. (laughs) So I keep I keep wanting to go. Exactly. If this movie had been about Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) A a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, Everything. I think I think. I think saying like uh, that scripture that says, you know, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Mm. I think in that sense, you could go pretty hopeful in this movie and say, you know what? This got a lot of buzz, a lot of traction. They're fixing some flaws that other Christian movies have made. Mm -hmm. Um, And it steps in the right direction. Mm -hmm. It still hasn't arrived, but it's at least they've taken more steps in the right direction. And sometimes you just got to go celebrate and support that so that eventually somebody will have the budget. <laughs> to get Super excited for Jacob. You said get, get the there. first one yeah. out of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Jacob's yeah. going to be said, great. Next movie, yeah. Jacob. Yeah. And really actually excited. I've always thought that that's a, that'd be a cool story to see yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. So sometimes you go support people because of what you hope will come. Hmm. Yeah. And we support you. And I was yeah. having very like chosen 2020 flashback 
emotions yeah. as they yeah, were yeah. scrolling and like oh yeah the supporters I, yeah i was like yeah. i was yeah. crying reading the supporters and i was like what's happening right now and oh. then i was <laughs> yeah. like oh i think i'm just so connected to like angel studios somehow and everything mm-hmm. that they're doing right now and just the yeah. crowdfunding and just how beautiful this new well new to me i guess i don't know if it's actually new but this new way of movie creating um, uh, if we're if we're getting buzzer shots in i will say it, it is one i would rather give my money to this and like support dash. this kind of no no no, no. i'm saying <laughs> mm-hmm. i would rather support this kind of christian filmmaking than like God's Not Dead Four or whatever. So it's like yeah. I do wanna I do wanna show up with my wallet just so that like they know mm, that yeah. this is the flavor of Christian film that we that we want moving forward. I like that. Yes. Well now I feel badly if I say no. What? Hey, no, no, no. It's like you. You, you get to be very articulate yeah, your in your are coming. It's what, just it's as time holy for to... to wait for it to come to the Angel Studios app and watch it. Yes. And, um... Yes. <laughs> Well, well, with, folks. With DoorDash. With DoorDash. <laughs> with DoorDash. Yes. With DoorDash. Yeah. With we don't have DoorDash in Rome. No, we might, but no. we don't. Not on the farm where we live. Uh, you could be DoorDash. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Door- For real. Your own DoorDash. Yeah. I might need to be. Be the DoorDash you want to see in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our manners. So, Hannah, just like when they offered you some banana bread in the fellowship hall after church. Uh, when I offer you the opportunity to go with me to see his only son at the theater, will you be saying yes, please, or no, thank you? So I chose banana bread purposefully because I don't like bananas <laughs> and I love bread. So there's the problem, right? Um, and every time I see banana bread, I'm like, oh, I don't like bananas, but should I try it? Because everyone else loves banana bread. Like, I feel like that's a universally loved thing. Mm-hmm. And I really struggle with like, should I just try it or should I not? Like, so this was an intentional pick. I'm I'm sitting here very much struggling, trying to get out of the mindset of you just don't want to see this movie, but be open to it, right? Like, be open to it, be open to it. And I'm sitting here going, okay, I could watch this, but only at home. Mm. And only if I'm allowed to have my phone, <laughs> which is a rule in our house. No phones during movies. Oh. And that got me thinking, so you don't want to watch it. <laughs> so what like, you're saying is. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's almost like I'm saying, I'll take the banana bread if I can kind of just have one bite and then decide if I want to keep it or not. <laughs> I think I am going to say, I think I'm going to say no. I think I am. <sighs> But I will say there were some, let me read my favorite pros because I honestly thought the arguments were so good. But um, Hannah, before you read your, can I just say proud of you for saying no? Yeah. Aww, and saying you. no to seeing this movie and standing up for yourself. I am excited to see 25 year old Hannah and and the courage that she brings <laughs> to the world. Like I'll say this, nuns, I'll see the Jacob you movie. Ha- you should fight for the, your right yeah. to party. <laughs> yeah. So, Scott, we won. <laughs> I, feel I will bad. see the Jacob movie. Me too. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. I'm not saying I'll never ever watch. Like if 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 if, if the Hannah day... ever watches this movie, Tabitha, we win. <laughs> well, because I want to leave it open ended. Like, what if someone's like, 
at our house and they're like, hey, I want to watch this movie. I'm not going to be like, no. Who's going to? Me? No, you're I'm going to come over. I'm going to come over and say, do just you know so we get how the many? Do you know how many times we've chosen movies to watch with our parents? What if Zach's like, I want our parents to see this movie. Am I just supposed to go sit in another room the whole time? Well, now he's not going <laughs> to. With your phone? What is your... Yeah. With my phone? <laughs> no. Um, your favorite pros, yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, a Swire's Child Cried. I wrote that. Um, <laughs> that's <Good> enough. <laughs> yeah. Believable made up drama. Better dialogue than a good person. I <laughs> loved the point of how it all, like, you had to see all of Abraham's story because it led into mm. that. That was a brilliant point, I think. And Sarah is a realistic picture of our faith journeys, also a great mm. one. And then the my favorite wording of a con was worked too long on script and it doesn't show. <laughs> Yikes. I'm sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. Well, I mean, it's it's hard, you know, like sometimes as a writer, it's like you have to see your writing on screen to kind of realize like, oh, that doesn't quite work or oh, that does work. So again, like David, if you're listening, I hope you don't hear this criticism and you're like, oh, they hate my movie. It's like, no, like there were a lot of things that like I have a lot of respect for. And like, again, like you did more than I've done with, you know, with film. So, you know, like realistically, it's like, I hope that you know, you see the areas where you can grow and get even better because like, honestly, I'm really excited to see what you do next. And I hope, mm-hmm. I do hope it gets funded, you know? David, this is what I want you to take away from this. Hannah's not a good Christian, but you are a great (laughs) film producer. Do you want me to keep that in the episode? Yes. Okay. I'm hoping people can tell I'm joking. Okay. (laughs) I will will say, I I think one of the things, if people go see this, I feel like- Bring a friend. He he doesn't really follow a three-act model. No, 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 no. It's a very- If you like Pulp Fiction, you're going to love this movie. I my film school was mostly Russians <laughs> and it had a very Russian feel where there's yeah. like a truth that gets retold in several different ways. Mm-hmm. So that can throw people off how they feel like as they're watching things unfold. Like, don't mm-hmm. think it's just going to be this clear. This was the beginning. This was the middle and this mm-hmm. is the end. It's just not that kind of film. Mm-hmm. And in that yeah. sense, I'm really happy that he brought a different style of laying out the story mm-hmm. to the big screen because yeah. you know three acts get boring especially yep. for a christian film yeah and, and if i can say one more one more thing at the end of the movie when david helling was like i'm in texas right now because i have a huge announcement i was like you're directing an episode of the chosen you know what i mean like i was there i'm like i would love to see you know and i love dallas i think he does a great job directing the show but it's like i would maybe like to see some other directors at the helm at the helm and like see what that looks like and so i'm like oh he's directing it and then when it turns out that he wasn't i was like oh could we make that happen maybe because i'd I'd (laughs) like to see it but yeah yeah and miss hannah i had one last thing to say (laughs) one last one last if you do want to try bread pudding Next time you miss Zach, go to banana bread. Next time you go, like there's places in Disney Springs that you gotta try things. I will. I oh I will. (laughs) You best believe there's something like maybe you have to be somewhere magical while you try to have it. Maybe that's where we have to watch this movie. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I was going to say yes. Like, I'll watch it if I can watch it at home. Like, don't mm-hmm. let me go to the theater. Let me watch it in the comfort of my own home. But because I said my phone, that feels like a cop out that I just can't <laughs> say yes because it's disrespectful. You have it out to look up the biblical accuracy. You're going to have it out with... Uh... With your Bible You're researching. Episode. Yeah, Bible and Gateway I, is going to be open. I mean, I mean, I do think about the first episode of Godfellas that ever aired, which was Brandon Sharp saying he watched Last Temptation with his Bible open. So, you know. Mm. Well, and I want to say to everyone, like, yes, please spend your money on this rather than a God's not dead. Like, if you're going to spend your money, do it on this. Or, or a Jesus revolution, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I'd rather see more yeah. of this than, than that. Yeah. And I thought Jesus Revolution was okay. Yeah. Tate, do with that what you will, folks. <laughs> In conclusion, yeah. everybody, his only son, you know, if you're like me and you like to really sink your teeth into a movie, like during Holy Week, because that's, that's what I like to do, um, that's how I discovered Ben-Hur for the first time, man. It was one of my favorite movies for a long time until we talked about it with Joe Frost. But, <laughs> no, I can't, I can't. <laughs> but, <laughs> I loved you, Joe. Come back. Um, no, I... If you're someone who likes to, you know, uh, be challenged by a movie and think about it, I think His Only Son might be for you. I think I would say personally, I think it's worth the risk. But at the same time, if you've heard this episode and you've landed on, "Mm, maybe I'll wait, then that's cool, too. But either way, we'd love to talk with you about it. So uh, you can get at us in our socials. But you know who you should really get at is our beautiful, amazing, wonderful episode scheduling guests the swires uh why don't you two let us know about some of the things that you have going on so that people can follow you why don't you do that scott i've got nothing going on (laughs) (laughs) unless you want to come to rome and then we can get a cup of coffee and i will introduce you to my barista friends and that powerful sandwich shop. Hannah and I talk about that sandwich a lot. Oh, we really do. crust. Yes, oh. I'm going to promote crust. I would like to plug crust. Uh, and then we have more than a song. Yay. Podcasts. Uh, Marty and I working on some new things, especially adding a YouTube channel to it so you can see what we actually look like when we're talking to each other. <laughs> so good. You can see what they look like. I'm not brave enough for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, to see what they look like? or No, to see what I look like for this show. You know, it's so funny. I, I actually think of uh, um, of Noah Hewitt coming on the show for the first time and being like, you know, longtime listener, first time guest and thinking like, do, you, do we look like what you thought we looked like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Jimmy, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Just the usuals, you know, read your Bible, book the honey initiative for all your gigs. And that's that's all. Have a happy Easter. And yeah, spend time with family, spend time with Jesus. Have a good time. Mm. Uh, Hannah. Well, I booked my uh, booked. No. <laughs> I what's the word? I don't know. What are we? I the plugged. password is. Oh my gosh, what is going on with me? Yeah. Um, I plugged my birthday on the last episode we recorded, but this one will be out first. So uh, my birthday this it's weekend. It's almost like this movie. <laughs> that I'm making yep. a big deal about, because I never make a big deal about my birthday, and it's a big one this year. So I 
Do am it. plugging my birthday. Yeah. Our Venmo deal. is. <laughs> yeah. Um. My Venmo's. Um. At no I'm kidding. I mean, if birthday you really want to know. Yes, we do. If you would what like to send me money, to buy you no. some banana bread for your email. <laughs> I would like to buy email. you a banana bread cake. Message <laughs> Smith Michaels or message Zach on Insta, and he'll get you the details to. Mm-hmm. Or, to, to or you it. can just email godfellowsthepod at gmail.com. That's true. Oh. I'd also like to plug Yella's, our local sandwich shop, oh. that Zach mentioned earlier, that we almost bought food from tonight, but we didn't. So I'm sorry we didn't give you our business tonight. Uh, but you'll be getting it soon. And uh, <laughs> and the Barbie movie. I'm so excited. That was a great trailer. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, no, just more about the Honey Initiative. We have a few... Um, gigs booked for the summer so we'll let you know where those are and if you're around you know hopefully we see you at one and our fall is wide open yeah we're mm-hmm. taking we're taking fall booking so and we have some new music coming out soon so uh very exciting but until then i've been mr zach i've been miss hannah i've been mr jimmy and we've been the squires 